Bavakama, Perkvav, Mishnah Base, 6-2, more on the topic of um, these animals that are supposed to stay in their corral. It says, Hinicha Bachama, if the owner of these animals put them into the corral, the pen, and he even locked everything up as it should be, Karoi, but he left them in the sun. Now, animals don't want to sit in the sun and cook, and therefore, they'll be um, agitated, and they'll do whatever they can to get out of their pen and get into the shade. And therefore, he's considered to be responsible if they get out, because he essentially, um, you know, left some external factor which will prompt the animals to get out. So he's responsible. Similarly, If he, the owner, locks up his animals as they should be locked up, but then he hands over responsibility to a cherishota or katan, someone who lacks das. Um, so then he's actually, according to like the Ram, the Halacha, Shulchan Aruch, he has made things worse than if he said nothing at all. Meaning, he locked the animals up. He can go to sleep at night thinking, listen, what's the problem? They'll stay where they belong. But once he brings in this like the shota, this, this person who's immensely incompetent, who knows what the shota is going to do? And therefore, the shota becomes like a wild card, which means that like he'll like he's going to you know, thinking he's doing a service, but actually he's like, you know, forget to lock the door, opening up or chasing animals or making them crazy. Same goes with a, a katan, a child. You know, you think he's, he's, you ask this 11-year-old kid to watch the sheep, the next thing you know, he's playing with the sheep, he's opening the door, he's beginning to lock it. So therefore it makes things worse. Same as with the cherish, the deaf mute, lax das, who knows what they'll do. And that being the case, the owner becomes responsible. Now, Misarela Roe, if the owner hands it over to a shepherd, then Nichnes Roe Tachtov. So then the shepherd um, stands in his stead, meaning the responsibility to watch over these animals shifts over from the owner to the shomer, to the guardian, in this case the shepherd. And that being the case, if something happens with the animals, if they get happening to the animals, the shepherd's responsible. If the animals cause damage, the shepherd will be responsible and not the owner. Now the Gemara asks, wait a second, this is old news we saw back in the fourth parak that uh, the Shomer takes um, the responsibility away from the owner. So what's the Chiddush over here? So the Gemara answers, we're talking about a case where the Roe, the shepherd, hands it over to another, like an understudy shepherd. And the point is that normally the rule is that if a Shomer is Moserless Shomer, if, a, if I ask Mr. A to watch my bicycle or my sheep, whatever it is, and then he says, you know, he's had enough, he has to go deal with something. He asks Mr. B to keep an eye on things instead. Is that allowed? The answer is no, that's that's not allowed because when I chose Mr. A, I chose him because I trust him. I didn't trust Mr. B. So Mr. A acted irresponsibly and he retains responsibility. The Shomer Masla Shomer, the guardian who hands over to another guardian, the first guardian retains responsibility. That's true even if the first guardian was just a Shomer Chinam doing a favor to the owner, whereas he lets it, he offered, he says, listen, I'll, Mr. A says, I'll pay you 50 bucks, Mr. B, to keep an eye on this stuff. Doesn't matter. Even though a Shomer Chinam is held to a lower standard than a Shomer Sachar, but I chose my Shomer Chinam for a reason because I like and trust him. I didn't trust or like the guy who he chose necessarily. Okay? So normally Shomer Masla Shomer, it's the first Shomer, the first garden who retains responsibility. But... The Chiddush of our Mishnah is, people know when they give their sheep over to a shepherd, shepherds commonly have, you know, understudies, they teach people, they don't want to do it alone, they have people with them, and therefore you understand that it went without saying that this shepherd is allowed to give it to another shepherd as an understudy to watch, and if that's the case, so then the original owner allows that, and therefore it's the second shepherd who gets responsibility in place of the first. So our Mishnah is talking about a case of the first 
shepherd is handed over to a second shepherd. That's the Chiddush of our Mishnah, that the second shepherd is responsible, even though they didn't discuss it explicitly. La'alacha, this is true and, and um, more relevant to nowadays than giving over to shepherds, which you don't have so much. If you give something to your friend to watch over for you, um, it can be it's understood that your friend could watch it, as well as, let's say, their spouse, and also the members of their house, like the kids, older than, you know, bar and bat mitzvah. All, it's a package deal, you don't have to speak it out to understand that this person is allowing this, relying on this whole household to do the guarding. Okay. New case, like almost like a new Mishnah, a new paragraph, whatever you want to call it. It says, Naflagina, if the sheep fall into the garden. The case is something like this. Really, two basic cases. They're similar. Either A, for whatever reason, I'm keeping sheep up on my roof, and the one sheep falls off the roof and into your backyard. Or similarly, I'm, my sheep are walking over the bridge and then falls off the bridge and into your backyard. In both those cases, so um, it's not my fault. That wasn't supposed to happen, so I'm an onus. That being the case, I'm going to be exempt from the responsibility to pay for Hezek. Any damage my sheep causes, I'm off the hook because I didn't act irresponsibly. That said, like we saw before in a previous Mishnah, if I get a benefit from your property, at least I have to compensate you for the benefit. That's what the Mishnah says over here. It says, Naflagina Venehenis. If... My animal falls off the roof and into your backyard, but then it benefits. How does it benefit? It benefits in one of two possible ways. You have this great, you know, great green tomatoes growing in the backyard. And either A, my sheep landed near tomatoes and that, you know, um, reduced the impact, so my sheep didn't break his leg. Or my sheep landed, now that he's there, instead of me having to feed him lunch, he made lunch of your delicious green tomatoes. In both those cases, um, although I don't have to pay you for the damage that was done to your tomatoes, I do have to compensate you at least for the benefit that I received from your tomatoes, which would mean uh, if my animal ate them, at least I save myself the bill of paying for, you know, normal lunch, and therefore I have to pay, you to pay it to you instead. If he destroys your tomatoes by landing on them, so then the, uh, the deal will be that I need to at least pay you what I would have paid you to put tomatoes there. If I said, listen, I, if I knew my animal were falling... To prevent it from breaking its leg, how much should I pay to put tomatoes there so it shouldn't break its leg? And that is how much I have to pay. Okay? Nothing to do with the tomatoes per se, but rather the value of saving the, the animal that fell. Interestingly, if I make an overcrowded roof and then one animal shoves the other one off, so is that considered to be also an onus beyond my control because the animal fell? Or is it considered to be a pshia because why am I overstuffing my roof? Of course, the animal is going to fight and someone's going to get pushed off the edge, as my father used to say. Accidents don't happen, they're caused. So, uh, that's a machlokus in the Roshonim, down to the poskim. The bottom line is the Shulchan Aruch says, in such a situation, you're considered to be a posheya, and you'll be re- you'll be liable. So if you overcrowd the bridge and the animal gets pushed off, or the roof and the animal gets pushed off, you have to pay, whereas the Ramah Baskins, no, you're considered an onus, and you'd be putter. Now, so the mission here said, I don't know if I've read it fully, nafalagina v'nehenes, if it falls, then it's an onus but it gets benefit. So then, Mishalemus Mashananis, the owner has to pay at least the benefit that he gets from the sheep landing in the field and maybe eating lunch there. Yarda Kadarka, in contrast, if the animal went in in its normal way, the good old-fashioned case of just, you know, Shane and Regal, Vizika, if it causes damage, Mishalemus Masha Hezika, so then the owner has to pay whatever damage was caused to his friend's backyard. That seems to be really old news. That's like, you know, square one of Shane and Regal. But our mission here is going to say something new, which is how we do the calculation. So the mission here says, How do we figure out how much damage was done in terms of the calculation? So the assumption here is that 
the Pasuk is talking about, you know, stay acher, someone else's field, the damage is done to the field. And therefore, we look at it as a field, a big field, as opposed to individual green tomatoes that are getting squashed or petunias getting trampled, etc. And therefore, says the Mishnah, Shaman Kama We say, listen, we imagine a whole field of these petunias or these green tomatoes that are getting squashed or eaten, and we say, how much is the field worth before and after? So the field here is specifically the size of a base saw. A saw um, is actually a measure of volume. Basically, think of it as like, you know, a six-pack of two-liter bottles, 12 liters, that's a saw. But a base saw is the area in which you plant a saw worth of seeds, like, you know, wheat kernels. Um, and that works out to being, says Chazal, 50 by 50 amos. So that works out to being in meters, like six, seven, eight hundred meters square, square meters, um, if you're familiar with that. Um, that's basically the size of two, like a, that's twice the size of a double tennis court. Um, within the bounds, um, or like basically half the size of a little big swimming pool, something like that. Okay, so now you basically look at the whole field of that size, and you say, listen, how much would the, was the field worth before and after the impact of this animal, and you pay the difference. So of course, that's a very small, small number. Okay, the Allah we end up working um, just sixty times what was done, as opposed to arbitrarily the base of the size of a saw. But if you know the animal fell on ten green tomatoes, we'd say, what's the difference between like you know. Uh, a field of 600 green tomatoes versus 590. Okay, 10 times the, 60 times the 10 for 600. Okay, now Rabbi Shimon Omer, Achla Peros Gemurim. He says, wait a second. I understand if the animal is causing damage to uh, produce or flowers, something which are not yet fully ripe. Since they depend upon the ground, says Rabbi Shimon, they're part of the ground, they're part of the fields. We're looking at damage done to the field as opposed to damage done to the individual tomatoes or petunias. But if it's a fully ripe, not green, but red tomato, a delicious red tomato, so then why should we look at it as damage done to a field? It's just damage done to individual tomatoes. And that being the case is Reb Shimon. Achla peros gemurim, if what the animal ate was ripe tomatoes, mishalem as peros gemurim. The compensation is done based on how much whole tomatoes are worth, since they're not considered to be subordinate or part of the field. They're just tomatoes that haven't been detached from the ground yet. Imsa, saim, saim, saim. Whatever the amount is, even if it's, you know... I told you, size, you know, 12 liters, 24 liters makes no difference. What he ate, what you pay for. The lach will be like Rabbi meaning um, if we're talking about damage done to ripe fruits that don't need to be attached to the ground anymore, so then we look at it as the value of the fruits themselves, whereas if the things are still attached to the ground, they're not fully ripe, then we do it as 60 times. We base on 60 times that amount versus 59 times that amount, what the sale price would be, and we pay for that uh, that differential.